You're listening to Journey with Jesus, a podcast of hope where you can find hope and joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus. If you joined us last week, you know we're entering into a new series of shows called How Do We See God Everywhere? And really being able to know that we can see God today and every day because His presence is around us and in us. And last week we talked about grace and how God's grace has saved us, how we need to extend grace for other people because it's the gift of grace through Jesus Christ that we have been saved. So Tanya, today we're going to be talking about God's love. Love, God's love. You have to let it in, but when you do, your whole life can be transformed. Right. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Aw, happy Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day is all about love. And so let's make God our Valentine this year. Love Him first. Open our hearts to Him and, and let His love overwhelm us. As I'm sitting here with you today, Tanya, I just want you to know that I love you. I love you. And doesn't that feel good when someone tells you that they love you? Sure it does. Makes you feel affirmed. Makes you feel good about who you are. Mm -hmm. And so there may be somebody in your life today that you can say, I love you. And also knowing that God loves you. You know, God is telling you and me and all of us that he loves us. He does. And it's because of his love that we can love others. I love that. We love because He first loved us. And that is actually in the scriptures. 1 John four nineteen. We love because He first loved us. God is love. And so as you think about Valentine's Day tomorrow, and, and maybe you're going to get that special gift for your Valentine, tell God you love Him and receive that love that He has for you. Absolutely, Jill. Very well said, because he loves us regardless, regardless of our finances, our job, our insecurities, our guilt, even because of our sin. He still loves us. He gives us so much love in what he's done for us. He does, and we could talk about his love forever. There's so many scriptures in this Bible talking about his love for us. So we're going to talk about some of those scriptures, but we're also going to talk about how we can show our love to God. He loves us, and we're going to talk about that, but how do we show our love to God? And then how we can show our love to others. Because in 1 John 4, it also says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So today, as we talk about love, we are going to talk about the love that God loves us. He loves us so much. Then we're going to talk about how His love is secure and sure and steady and stable and abounding. And then we'll talk about how we can show our love to Him. And finally, how we can show our love to others. So we're going to talk a lot about love, Tanya. We need to. It's the love season. <laughs> it is. And as I'm sitting here recording with you, I see a sign that says, I love you, a bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. Tell me about this sign. Uh, this means the world to me. My granddaddy and I 
were two peas in a pod. He would carry me around with him when he was out making customer calls and I would go ride with him and we'd go look at crops together and all of that way back when, when I was a way little girl. And we would sing. We'd turn on the radio and sing, but we had a couple of songs that we sang together. And that plaque is one of our songs. And I loved my granddaddy. I, and I was always told because I was the only granddaughter. So I was the light of his life. So I'm very honored and very humbled and very blessed. And I miss his presence. But that plaque helps me remember him. Oh, how beautiful. What a, just a wonderful story, Tanya. And in that same way, as you loved him and he loved you, think about how your heavenly father loves you and has that same emotion, that same feeling for you of love that you've experienced with your grandfather. And that's what we're going to talk today about is the love of God this gift that the Father has given to us. So we invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. We are in such awe and wonder of your magnificent love for us. Lord, help us to learn to love you more and to love others more. We know that when we love the greatest commandment that you've given us, that when we love, you can do so much more in us and through us and bring us closer to you. So Lord, right now, we just ask that you touch the lives of those around us as we are in this season of love and we look to you to see where you are in our everyday life. Help us to love you more, love others more. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, Tanya. Last week we talked about grace. And this week, right now, we're going to talk about love. You can't talk about love without talking about John 3.16. Tanya, would you read John 3.16? I would be delighted to read it. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Beautiful. I know most of you have heard that a lot, heard this scripture, for God so loved the world. Think about his love for us, that he gave his only begotten Son, so that we will not perish, but have eternal life if we believe in him. So the world will be saved through him and Jesus was the gift of that love from the Father to us. And it's a freely gift. You just have to accept the death, burial, and resurrection that he went through and you get to live eternally with him. It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. And knowing that just gives me so much love. I feel love in my heart knowing that God loves me and so much that he gave of his son, Jesus Christ. What perfect love. Jesus laid down his life for us sacrificially so that we may know the love of Christ, the love 
that the Father had for us or has for us. That love is never ending. And when you've experienced it, not only do you want more, but you're able to give more love. So it makes it very easy to follow the commandments of love one another. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and strength, and then love one another. The two greatest commandments there are. Love. Because when you love, you see things differently. You don't see things through anger. You don't see things through strife. You don't see the challenges, which we all have. This is, this is real life, people. We get it. But when you love, it takes you to a new space, takes you to a new place where you're a little more accepting. You're able to extend mercy a little bit, extend some of the grace we talked about last week. And it can make a huge impact on how your everyday goes. Instead of you being so frustrated and weighed down with your challenges, you get to live in the love that God has given you, and you get to give that back to others. Mm -hmm. And love will come to life. When you love, you'll see life and light come to people. You know, have you ever noticed when someone comes and hugs you, just that feeling that of, you know, like the sign you have in here, that bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. That just really shows love. And that feeling of love, we can extend to other people and we can accept that love as well from our, our Lord. His love is secure, is stable, is sure. There is a scripture in Romans, and we're going to go through a lot of different scriptures today. So if you hear our pages turning, yes. <laughs> we're turning pages in the Bible. There's so many scriptures about love, but this one just is something I love. It's God's everlasting love, and it's in Romans 8. If you want to turn to your Bibles in Romans 8, talking about God's everlasting love. And I'm specifically going to talk about, you know, can anything separate us from the love of Christ? And this is in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. Verse 37 says, no. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, Tanya, that's a lot wow. of things that are mentioned by the writer of this, by Paul, who said, can anything separate us? Now, no. The answer is no. No. His love is everlasting, and right there, that gives me such hope, such joy to know that God's love remains. It does. And friends, you can't buy His love. You can't, you can't earn His love by your good works or your check you give at church or the good deed by buying groceries for someone in need, giving of your time. You can't buys love that way but everything that we do should always be done because we love him so when you act out of love knowing that we can't buy it we do it because he loves us no right this moment if no one's ever made this commitment or statement to you you are loved because jesus loves you he loves you wholeheartedly 
and wants to show you that love so you can give that love to others. Exactly. Just right with what we started with. First John 4.19, we love because he first loved us. And his love for us is so great, so powerful. And we do have a choice to accept that love and let it dwell within us. And that reminds me of some scriptures in Ephesians. Ephesians 3, if we go to verse 17, Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Tanya, I mean, right here we're being told that Christ dwells in our hearts when we love Him through faith and that we can be rooted and grounded in that love and have that power of love living in us and to know His love. It surpasses any kind of knowledge. It's within us. He is within us. He is. And even... When we are in the worst place we feel that we've ever found ourselves, we find ourselves unlovable, we've done things we're not proud of, God loves us there too because He will keep loving you until you can love back and then you can begin that cycle of He pours more love into you, you're able to pour more love out to others, which demonstrates you love Him as well as others. And so practically speaking, we need to love God first. Yes. Love Him first. Like you, you pointed to the scripture, you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, might, your mind, you know, all the, all the areas of your life. Love Him wholeheartedly. And then once you do that and you know His love, you can't be separated from His love, then you're able to extend that love to other people. But we first need to know that we are loved. I think a lot of people, me included, there are times when I have felt I'm not worthy of this love or I'm not lovable. You know, maybe I've done some things or acted in a way that I'm ashamed of or I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have done that. You know, God loves us anyway. He does. And how do we know He loves us? From 1 John 3.16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay our lives down for our brothers and our sisters. Mm -hmm. And then you go on to verse 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions in truth. The love of Christ, God's love which is poured into the believer's heart, which in turn enables us as Christians, to love fellow people. So, we're not just supposed to love by our words. Correct. I mean, you can say, I love you. Yes. And that means a lot, but are you showing that person you love them? Are you acting out of love? Are you Demonstrating showing... that. Correct. That's, that's what those scriptures mean, is just little children love one another, but love not just in word or deed, but the way you live your life. Live out that love. So, what are some ways we can live out our love. Let's sometimes, just throw out some things. Sometimes it's just as simple as a smile. It doesn't have to be a word. You never know the power that your smile can bring because you're giving that love in a quiet message that has mm -hmm. such an impact. Mm -hmm. 
great. That's a great example. And I, I love smiles. Have you ever noticed when you smile at someone, most definitely they'll smile back. Most of the time. Even with their eyes, maybe. I know we've had these masks on, and so you don't <laughs> see the smile. But you can see the smile in the eyes, yes. even through those masks. And again, putting others before ourselves. Yes. You know, it's in this world, it's, it's all about us. And, and a lot of people are just walking around wanting just self, self, self. And that's not from God. God says love one another, which means put others before yourself. So maybe thinking of ways you can help other people, even when you don't want to. You know, when someone calls you, hey, I need a favor, and you're left like thinking, oh man, I don't really have time, don't know that I can do this. Laying aside what you have to help and go serve someone else, that's a way you can show your love. It is. You know, I'm going to take it on a little more practical sense. You're having dinner, there's one roll left in the basket. <laughs> You know, somebody else really wants that role more than you do. That's very difficult, but that is a true demonstration of love for me, for someone yes, else to get yes. that last role. Yeah, exactly. Or a box of those turtle candies, which oh, I yes. love. I left one for uh, my children. Oh. And my daughter-in-law, Becca, she took that and just loved it. And she's like, do you have any more? I'm like, no, but I saved that last one for you. <laughs> and I wanted it. So I know that sounds silly, but no, that, that is an example of love. And, and what about just listening? I think too many times, and I'm guilty of this, I want to talk and say what I want to say. We all need someone to listen to us. And just so you know, God is always there. Go to yes, Him first. I heard that the other day. Why do we want to always turn to other people before we seek God? For wisdom or something in our life that... Uh, decision. Go to God first. That really resonated with me. I, that's funny that you bring that up. I have had that same conversation with another friend this week. Mm -hmm. He is. He should be our first call. He should be our 911 call mm -hmm. because he loves us so much. We can gain so much from him when we turn to him. And he's always for us. Yes. And, and in Romans, I know I had read from chapter 8, if you go back to the beginning of 831, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And just knowing that God is for you. God loves you. He's the one that will have your best interest at heart. You know, quite frankly, not everyone does have your best interest at heart. You know, we hate to say that, but it's just, it's real life. It is. But God does. So go to God. Pray. Ask Him. Lord, what do I need to do here? I know you love me. I know you want the best for me. Help me. And I'm telling you, there will be things in your spirit that come to Revelation. You may see something in the scriptures. You may think of something. Or someone may come to you that's actually a messenger from God. If you're praying about that and, and kind of speaking into you. It's not that people can't help you. And we're not saying that at all. No. But when you pray. God will show you the way. He will, because He has a divine plan for your life. And the closer you grow to Him, the more He's going to be able to show that to you. Love and trust in that relationship with Christ, it's also going to make your relationships here more lovable, present more love, more opportunity for you to demonstrate love in action.
Maybe it's a hug. Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's being kind. Maybe it's giving up that last roll or that last turtle. <laughs> exactly. And you, another thing, did you realize, and I know you, you probably did, but thinking about this, we are adopted as sons through Jesus Christ out of love. And that is stated in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Wow. So we are adopted as his children because he loves us, and he calls us beloved. If you think of that word, beloved, it's so endearing. If someone were to call you my beloved child yes. or beloved. And also, if you look at that word, be loved, beloved. So let's be loved. I think a lot of us don't feel like we want to be loved or we are afraid to be loved. or We don't feel worthy of love. We are. God is telling you, you are my beloved child. Well said, and truly, let's take it back and think it back through. God loved us so much, He gave us His Son. He put love in action. Jesus had been death, buried, resurrected, all because God loved us so much, He wanted us to have salvation ready for us if we would just be willing to accept it. So be loved. Believe what God has given you. Accept Jesus Christ. Amen, Tanya. I love that. Well, well, well stated. Also, think about this. Put your name in there. For God so loved Tanya. For God so loved Jill. For God so loved you who, who are listening. Put your name. Insert your name right in there. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. That, that's overwhelming, overwhelming, and it just brings tears to my eyes knowing how much he loves me and how much he loves you. Believe it. Believe his love for you. It's the cross and, and the death on that cross and the resurrection is proof of his love. The blood that he shed is proof. So, Tanya, how do we show our love to Him? We, if we recognize His love is so great, nothing can separate us from His love. We're called children of God. We are beloved. And He loved us so much. Well, how do we show our love for Him? Well, Jesus instructs us. If we turn to John chapter 14, specifically verse 21, Jesus says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. In other words, we obey what he tells us. And the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. And once you do that, he will love you. You'll be loved by the Father, and he manifests himself to us. When he manifests himself to us, what do you think about when you think about that? How does God, Jesus Christ, our Lord, manifest himself to us? He just brings us closer to him so that we can know him better because the better we know him, the more we're going to understand his ways, 
so that we can carry part of that in us. Right. I agree. And and we see him everywhere. His presence is around us. So as we're talking about how we see God in everyday life, start obeying him. Start doing what you know he's wanting you to do. And that's how you show your love for him and how he will manifest and show you him. And things that maybe don't make sense in the world's eyes, you know, that was God. It's not a coincidence, Tanya. Things don't happen coincidentally. You don't meet people coincidentally. God places people in your life. God places situations in your life. When you're close to Him, He's going to manifest Himself to you. He is. And don't think that it's always going to be the good things. Sometimes it's in the struggles. Sometimes it's in the trials that you face in your life that you find him even better and even richer because you still trust him while you're going through that because you know of his love and his character and that he's going to carry you through. And I want to reread 1 John 3.18. I read it a few moments ago, but I think it's very important for us to re-emphasize this. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. So I want to encourage you as we are in this season of love, as we are understanding God's love for us, our part in that love and that obedience back to Him, that we are beloved by Him, but that we demonstrate that with our actions, with our thoughts, our words. Good point, and I agree. And ways we can do that, Again, we've talked about it a little bit, but be kind to others. Be humble. Don't always have to be first or have the first word. Listen. Help people. Give them encouragement and hope. Forgive them. Pray for them and pray with them. One of the best gifts you can give people is when you see them and, and you just, God will kind of direct you. They, they're, they're struggling. You can just see it in their eyes. Maybe say, can I pray for you? And it, that moment, do it. Pray with them. And it just opens up the door to love. That's a way we can love. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen where someone comes to another person and asks, can I pray with you? And they pray right there. And how that just opens a door to love. So important. So important. It is. And let God love you, friend. He is just right there waiting for you to say, I'm here. He is. He is. Tanya, have you heard of the book Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman? I didn't realize he wrote it, but yes, I have heard of it. Yeah, and what is in this book are the five love languages, how you can learn to speak your partner's love and how you can understand how to make them feel loved. And of course, learning your own love languages helps you to understand what makes you feel fulfilled and loved. And there are the five love languages that he writes about. Number one, words of affirmation. I love you. You know, those words that just make you feel like you're loved. Or acts of service, serving someone. Or when someone serves you, some people, that is really their love language, what makes them feel loved. Or receiving gifts. There are people that love to receive gifts that makes them feel loved or to give gifts as well. And then quality time. Spending quality time with someone can show them that you love them. And then physical touch. 
that physical touch, that warmth, that hug. Holding hands. Exactly, can show the love. But after reading about these five love languages, the one that really impacts me the most, you know, I love all of these, but the one that I would say is number one for me is quality time. I know that someone loves me when they spend quality time with me, when they listen, when I know that they're caring and want to be with me and want my best interest at heart. I'm going to tell you, listeners, that that's God. God wants your quality time. He wants you to spend time with Him. In addition, He's always going to be there for you. Every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, God is there all the time. All you have to do is call upon Him. Truly. And know that you are loved in a way that you have never experienced before. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the love that you give us so freely. For we know that you have loved us so much that you gave your only Son to us so that if we believe, we can have everlasting life. We thank you for this gift of love through Jesus Christ. And Lord, we know that nothing can separate us from your love, nothing. And we thank you that we know that and we believe that. Help us to love other people in action. Lord, help us to show them our love that you so freely give us. We can love because you first loved us. Thank you for this great gift of love. Thank you for loving us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, you can do a simple search, Journey with Jesus, and find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and coming soon to Pandora. You can also reach out to us in email. We'd love to hear from you or if you have a special prayer request at Journey with Jesus 2019 at gmail.com. There's joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus.